One, two, three, testing, testing. Peter Piper picked a pepper off the Polly tree and Peter came back and got Polly's pepper and said, Polly, this is not the best pepper. And Polly said, well, f*** you, it's my pepper. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the first episode of Does That Make Sense? We're here to chat. We're really here to chat. Like, we're here to chit-chat, you know? So, creative journeys, music, a lot of music stuff. Um, Dating, really no topic is off limits here. In that regard, this could potentially become incredibly unhinged, but the truth frees us. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. This first episode, a lot of chaos. It's an introductory episode. That's just what it is. This is me introducing myself, but there's still some gems in here. So stay around. Um, I plan on interviewing people. I plan on just doing solos like today. Um, So it should be good. Hope you guys enjoy the first episode. And I thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay. This is so exciting. I have literally, I have wanted to do this for a long time. And there are so many reasons why I just was not ready yet. And we'll get into it. Um, But if you're also like, I haven't waited at all. I don't know who you are. Let me introduce myself. My name is Clotilde DeMauro. I am, I'm a singer songwriter. That's like what I'm leading with right now. That's the identity we're leading with. And we're going to get into why. Um, but singer, songwriter, content creator, speaker of things that I, that that I think need to be spoken. Um, many things, many things. And I have been creating content online for literally four years now, which is absolutely bazonkers to me because that's kind of a long time. Like that's kind of a long time. There, there have been phases where I have been extremely overwhelmed by how much of myself I've put online and there were almost these voices for a while and we've shut them down shut them out kicked them out and blacklisted them they are no longer allowed in they can't even be within a million foot radius but there were voices for a while that basically said like well you've been at this for so long by now you should be further or by now you should be happier or more content or more confident. Like I really thought that by now there, I would at least be able to flow better when I speak on camera, but I really got in my head for a long time about my own ability to communicate my thoughts. And that kind of is what leads us to this podcast. I love short form content. It is so fun and so amazing to be able to have a thought that I think will reach people and that they'll resonate with and that I'll really be able to help them by communicating and then just freaking like a biscuit out of the oven, pop it out, send it out there into the world and that all happens so quickly. And not only that, but the feedback that you can get or receive so immediately, there's dopamine involved. There's so much satisfaction in that. On the other side of things, there can be a lot of disappointment, a lot of like constant need to check if people are validating your existence. And for me, the podcast space 
first of all, there's not really a comment section here. There's like, there's not really, I mean, there's ratings and reviews. And by all means, if you want to leave one, by God, I would love it. I would love it. But I don't know. I just feel like somewhere where I can just let my consciousness stretch as far and wide as it needs to without feeling any limitation, without being like, I have 30 seconds left. I got to get this. I got to make this thought funny or I got to communicate this in the perfect way. Yeah, I really wanted to use, again, the podcast space as somewhere like much more meaningful and much. I used to be so scared that if I didn't get the right information out in an adequate time when I was speaking, people would get bored of me. People would keep scrolling. People just wouldn't care. And you know what is almost worse than the idea of people disliking you? People just not fucking caring. People just literally like looking in in your head, of course, in your head, looking at your existence and being like, yeah, I can miss that today. (laughs) Like that sucked in my head. So I just felt this pressure every time I filmed on my iPhone to be entertaining or to be interesting. And if I even got myself to like have enough confidence that day to pull out my camera and film something, like the pressure I put on myself to be entertaining, but like also be myself and like be normal, but like make sure people don't know that you're trying too hard in like 30 seconds was insane. And then I just, there have been so many times where I genuinely did not have the discipline to not refresh my notifications immediately after. And that is a really psychologically deteriorating cycle. It sucks. It makes me tired. It makes me not feel good. And it makes me feel so icky. So to remedy this, and I'm not saying that this is like the one and only way to not care what people think about you, but It really helps me in times of desperation where I am like obsessing over people's perception of me and what they think is a validation cleanse. (laughs) And I know the word cleanse is thrown around so much and it can be so annoying, but literally like this is so helpful to me. A validation cleanse. I'm on one right now. I put myself on one for two weeks, which I think is such a good idea, especially with like the podcast just being so new, just not putting too much pressure on this first episode, just kind of allowing myself to say what needs to be said to introduce myself to the world and then just letting it go. And by all means, at some point, I will see your DMs and reviews and ratings. So please, by all means, go ahead. Um, But right now, I'm just, I'm not. Um, I'm still posting. I'm still scrolling. (laughs) This isn't like a complete and total like no Instagram for three weeks and no, no anything like just live off of water and bananas and take walks. Like that's by no means, I don't know why that was my example, but that's by no means what we're doing right now. Right now is literally just like a cleanse on what the digital world thinks of me. And this has been really helpful because what I do now and it's amazing, is I post. And however I feel about the post, I feel good about the post. I think it was funny. I think I I brought some great information. Maybe there were a couple things in there that I kind of overthought. Could someone take this the wrong way? 
could this be offensive? I, I get really OCD about stuff being offensive because I never want to make anyone feel badly about themselves or, or, or feel lesser. Um, if you're obsessing about that to the point where like you're literally not using your voice, then it is absolutely a problem. And just like use good discernment. Like if you made it to this podcast space, if the algorithm brought you here, I kind of trust that you have that, but you might not. And you might need some more education. I don't know. Trust your intuition. But anyway, so I post, I go, I go on with my day. That's it. That's all it is. And I will also explain the more negative side of this. And because it's amazing. I love the fact that I can just like think a video is great, post it, move on with my day and not let anyone's opinions um, distort my perception of myself in that video. However, I will say I post yes to work through a lot of thoughts in my head and it just helps me to like talk out loud on a camera. It's so therapeutic. But I also am obsessed utterly and totally in love with the community that I have found online. Like I I feel like in many ways I have found so many people who think like me, whose brain works like me. And it's been validating, but like on a soul and like spiritual level, not on like a super superficial level. It's like genuinely validating, validating in like a positive way of like, oh my God, there's other people out there like me who exist. And it makes me feel really great about my existence. You get this feeling of community. And when I don't check my notifications at all, I do miss out on that a lot. So it serves a purpose for a certain amount of time. After this two weeks, I do believe I'll come back feeling refreshed and like their opinions are less important or like the opinions of like the general masses. I love the opinions of like my my friends online. I love to know what they think about things. I love to know their perspective because they've lived a, a version of life similar to mine. So they understand what I'm trying to communicate. Does it make sense? And that brings us to the name of this podcast. Does that make sense? Okay. Let's talk about this. So I used to actually kind of be annoyed when I would ask people, does this make sense? Or like annoyed when other people would constantly ask it. Cause I'm like, no fucking, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say and believe it and don't ask for validation. But you know what? I changed my mind about that. I think it's the cutest little question in the entire world. I think it's the best way to invite someone in to your life perspective without just like forcing a certain opinion on someone and trying to change their mind. It's almost like a really friendly invitation into your life experience. And I think that's the cutest thing in the world. Um, I also think it's cute when we say it, when we like totally believe what we're saying, like we just absolutely know, like we just like, like we ate, (laughs) like we ate on whatever we just said, but we're not really sure if it's going to be well received by the person we're talking to. So we just throw it in there. It's like a kind, it's just like a kind little like, do you agree and it's okay if you don't? Does that make sense? Like, I love that. I love that so much. Um, I love how we use it too when we genuinely don't know. It's like when you bring something to like your best friend and you're like, this is something that's been going on in my head and it feels so real, but I know it's so irrational. Does that make sense? And it's the most validating, beautiful thing in the world when your best friend looks you in the eye and is like, absolutely, that makes sense. Like, there is nothing, nothing in this world more comforting than 
your best friend's response to does that make sense? Because again, your best friend's probably someone who thinks a lot like you, who knows your brain, who knows your insecurities. They know you inside, mother freaking out. And when they validate that that does that make sense, it's just the best thing in the world. So I wanted to kind of create that vibe on this podcast of like, I'm going to be talking about a wide variety of subjects. My opinion or my take on anything is very simply a product of my entire life experience. Only mine. No one else's. I can try to see through someone's, someone else's lens. I can try to feel through someone else's lens. But at the end of the day, stuttering. I'm stuttering. I stuttered. That's okay. But at the end of the day, this is Clotilda and only Clotilda's experience. I'm not going to pretend like I know anyone else's. That's just what it is. So I know for a fact, I will likely be asking, does that make sense? <laughs> a lot. Definitely without a doubt. Um, I hope that anyone can listen to this podcast of any experience, whether or not you feel like you relate to me. I feel like hopefully I can speak in a way that reaches a lot of people, even if our experiences are different. That is a huge desire of mine. At the end of the day, I want this to be something that relaxes you, that motivates you or inspires you or just makes you laugh. And that's okay too. Like, I just want it to be like a vibe and a mother freaking half. Like, you know what I love doing? I've been doing so much of this lately, especially because I live with my parents right now. We'll get into that in a second. But like, I don't think life is necessarily about constantly isolating, making everything your own space. Everything has to just be you alone. I do not think that's what we're here for. I have learned that throughout my journey. There have been so many times in my life where I was like, okay, no more roommates. Now I'm like living in a studio. Like I just need to be alone. And like, yes, that has benefited me. However, finding moments to yourself while in the midst of being in highly social or crowded situations makes those moments to yourself so much more sacred. It makes them so much more sacred and special and that's when it comes to my creativity and like my writing and my songwriting that's always when I've written the best it's not when it's just like me myself and I for like days on end and suddenly something comes out of me it's like the contrast of being with so many different personalities and then finding that time to myself and so I've been living with my parents for the last like five six months I'm about to move in two weeks to record my music for the very first time which is absolutely freaking insane and we're gonna get into that so this is the first episode so like we're not gonna like break down a certain subject quite yet I really want this to be an introductory thing and maybe you you don't know who I am you've never heard my voice before and so this is me introducing myself to you so again I was creating content for like four years which is a really long time Um, I created content as a means to really just, like I said before, communicate things to people that I hoped would make them feel better about who they are and heard and seen and safe and also just joyful. Like I just love making people laugh. That's why I created content. And then it brought this amazing community. Like I didn't even really anticipate the community part. Like I just wanted to get the information out there. But once I started finding people like me, I was like, yo, this is so sick. Like, this is so sick. Fuck all the negative parts about people perceiving you. This is way back in the day. This is like, we're talking like four years ago. This is when I started like getting that community. I was like, this is so freaking awesome. I never really like 
grew up wanting to be like, oh, I want to create content online. We didn't even know that social media was going to go in the directions that it went in, in terms of what a huge means of communication social media is now. In my head, I always imagine myself as like actress, singer. Then you'll be on talk shows and you can get this information out. Like I never imagined social media was going to be the means of communication for me. It just happened to be the best way to do that with my own freedom and without anyone needing to tell me yes or no, you made the audition, you're this, you're that. I was just able to have the freedom to like be myself and just put it out there. You know, it's really a beautiful thing. It's amazing. Not everyone has cell phones, um, but it does provide a certain kind of freedom that is literally so beautiful. So once I started getting into that, I was like, yo, this is so fun. I have so much to talk about. People are loving it. I'm meeting people who are just like me. Like, this is only amazing. I I just want to go hard with this. And I did. And it was amazing. But there was a small and yet loud <laughs> whisper inside of me that was like bitch you know you want to be a singer you know you want to be an actress you know you love music and with that came an also panic of like I don't really know all that much about how to do music I've listened to endless music my entire life I've sang every single time my parents leave the house or I've gone on drives and sang but I've never had any formal training. I never went to like a performing arts school. I, I went to college. I took some theater classes there. I graduated with a degree in documentary journalism, which documentary and videography are a huge part of my life. But it felt like I had kind of not mastered that, but to the extent of where I wanted that to go and the skills that I wanted to learn to create the best art I could with documentary it felt like I did that and it felt like music was still that one thing that I was like I want to do this so bad I'm now literally crying myself to sleep at night because I'm just watching endless YouTube videos of other artists doing it artists I love and they're so good like why can't I be that good why can't I be on a stage like it something is literally hurting inside of me that wants to sing so badly is that normal for people who have never had formal training like like I have to, there has to be a world where, where I'm allowed to act on this. That has to exist somewhere. And from the moment I made that decision to now being two weeks out from recording my first EP and album, that was like, let's see, I auditioned for an acapella group my freshman year of college and I'm 26 now. So... That was like eight years ago, you guys. Eight years ago. And with the drive and motivation that existed in me then, I, if you had told me it was going to take this long back then, I would have been really sad about that. I would have been really frustrated. I would have been like, well, why can't I be a pop star in like a couple years? <laughs> like, like that would have frustrated me. Um, but looking back on the past eight years of that journey, from making that decision to where I am now. I am so grateful because I have learned you guys so much. I have not just learned. It's not even about like what I've acquired. It's not about the acquiring of skills. It is, but it's also about like the people I've met through deciding to go on this musical journey 
is beyond me. And not even just experiencing my own music, but experiencing the sounds of so many different artists has been the coolest, most beautiful thing in the entire world. I literally, like, I moved to Kansas City like three years ago. And I'm back in New York now with my family. But I moved to Kansas City about three years ago. As soon as I got there, I was like, I want to be a little fucking jazz server serving little fucking cocktails while some cool little fucking awesome ass jazz band is playing their cool little jazz songs. And I want to be that bitch. And guess who became that bitch? Me, bitch. I became that bitch. And when I tell you it was one of the wildest rides of my entire life, okay? I was there till like three in the morning serving, hustling. I'm talking hustling. This is one of the biggest jazz bars in Kansas City, Missouri. And Kansas City was actually, it's like the hub for jazz because apparently back in the day during the prohibition, Kansas City was like one of the only states that kind of turned a blind eye to the alcohol laws. And so a lot of people, a lot of musicians especially, went there to play. And the whole idea of Kansas City Jazz was playing for as long as possible, improving for as long as possible, as late into the night as you can. So this jazz bar I worked at was kind of supposed to replicate that era. It was really sick. We served like drinks from the prohibition, um, aviations and like shit like that. So I'm at this jazz bar till literally three in the morning, um, pretty much all weekend nights. And then like most Thursdays, I think I worked there like four days a week and we're there till like three in the morning. The jazz players who played at that bar were insanely talented, insanely talented. And they became my friends. I didn't even really have to say like, I'm a musician. Can I learn from you? They just became my friends because we're all there most nights together and they became my friends. It's like if you want to do something really bad and you want to learn from people and you want to know about their experience with that thing, put yourself in the environment. You don't need a plan. You don't need to be like, and then I'm going to write this song on this night and then record by this year. Like you don't need any of that. Just put yourself where those people are. So we all get really close and we start going out to these other jazz bars that are open till like seven o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I love that I lived this version of life. I loved that I lived this version of life. Right now, I get home from work at 6 p.m. and I'm in bed by 9 (laughs) p.m. Like I'm so grateful that I lived this version of me and I'm sure she'll make her return at some point. But um Yeah, so we were literally there at this jazz bar till 3 a.m. And then we're out at these other jazz bars till 7 a.m. And these these guys are playing and I'm singing with them. And we're just like having the craziest, best time in the world. I'm learning so much. And then eventually, like a lot of my my friends who were playing at at this bar offered to help me in my um, vocal journey and my journey as a singer. And let me tell you guys something. It is one thing to take basic beginner singing lessons. It is another thing for a professional jazz musician who has done this since he left the womb, shout out to Mark Slim, (laughs) Mark, I love you, to teach you how to do music. Because the way that this man's fingers moved on the organ, it was almost like they blurred in time and space. You couldn't even see them. He was so talented. 
And so jazz, when it comes to like timing, is incredibly complicated. And my timing, when I started singing, in terms of like tempo and like staying on beat, something as simple as that, I sucked. (laughs) I sucked. I sucked. It's so funny. I didn't even know I sucked. Like I, I literally thought that I like bodied a song. I would listen back to my recording of it and I was just singing so fast or like not knowing when to come in. And it was just like there were nights where I noticed that and I was so frustrated. But Mark did not give up on me. He nailed it into me over and over and over and over again until it kind of just starts to happen. It starts to happen with whatever craft, with whatever craft, it just starts to happen where slowly over time you're improving and you're kind of noticing, but it's not until a crazy amount of time later that you're just mindlessly doing it and you're like, oh my God, there wasn't an exact day that I knew I, I knew how to do this. It just happened with time and you're going to impress the fuck out of yourself. I can't believe that I am where I am now as a vocalist. I can't believe it. And I don't give a shit. (laughs) I'm going to be so honest with you guys. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks of my music or my sound because I know what I used to sound like. And I know I sound so much better and I know I can only improve I know I sure as hell sound good enough to get through a freaking song and write my own songs and now record my own songs. And that took a really long time to really get down. There were so many times I thought I was ready. And you know what would happen? I thought I was ready. I would go to record and I would just hate it. I would just hate it. And not to say that it isn't a struggle still sometimes to hear my voice, but for the first time, in my entire life, I love the sound of my voice. I love my singing voice. I, don't, I can't say that I can exactly hear it for what it is because I'm so close to it and I hear it all day long when I talk, if that makes sense. That like, I, I don't know that I can hear it the way I would hear one of my favorite vocalists when I'm listening to their music. But I know that for what it is, When I go to my voice memos, after I've been like just like chilling in my car, practicing, singing, karaoke, whatever, and I go to my voice memos the next morning, I listen to my voice on the way to work. Like when I'm driving, like I'll put on my voice memos and I'll listen to it. I'm like, damn, this is fire. (laughs) This is fire. And I'm really proud of myself for that because it's taken so many nights of not knowing how the heck I was going to get from point A which is starting this vocal journey to, I would say, middle. Not even the middle of my vocal journey because I don't know where I am on this journey. It'll go on my whole life probably. But to get from the very beginning to now on my way to record my music and love my sound, I am so proud of myself. It took so many nights of genuinely being like, okay, maybe this was just something fun that I was doing for a little bit but it isn't exactly like my thing. Like there are so many people who are so much better. And then I go right back to the feeling. How do I feel when I'm singing? How do I feel? I feel like I'm floating. I feel like my head is literally above my body. Everything disappears. I was so stressed and upset last night about something. So stressed and upset that I literally went on the longest walk I could. I told myself I'd walk until I could see the bones 
in my feet like my skin wears off that's a really dramatic thought but I had that thought I was so sad and I was crying and I was stressed you know what I did after that walk I got in the car I started singing boom gone disappeared went into the void I was good so like whatever it is for you that brings that feeling it doesn't matter how good you are at it it doesn't matter where your skill levels are at in comparison to someone else like there's always going to be someone who in your eyes is like amazing but for whatever reason yours yours is just you it's just you so it sounds different it's just what it is it's like this combination of your life's experience that has created a unique blueprint of you on everything you do and that's why people enjoy it they don't enjoy it because of the skill level you know I think that we tend to praise people with amazing skill levels I think that there are we see it online all the time people go viral for like the amount of riffs they can do and stuff like that but in terms of who is bringing like genuine life-changing material into your life it's so different for everyone it's so different everyone has a different favorite artist and for all different types of reasons rarely rarely do I ask someone their favorite artist and they and they tell me it's because that artist is like a great singer (laughs) like that happens we talk about great singers oh best vocals of all time this that this but rarely when it comes to like people's favorite musicians that have changed their lives albums have changed their lives like like it always kind of comes down to like so many different factors we can't even it's such it's such a thing you experience on like a soul level when you really fall in love with an artist and so why would that be any different for you when it comes to creating your art why would why would you be the exception that suddenly you need to be number one you need to be best in the world for people to like you you literally just have to be you which is so annoying because it's like okay how do I be the best me when there's so many different versions that show up every single day every single second one moment I'm anxious and I think the world's gonna end and I'm a horrible human being and then one moment you're feeling amazing one moment you're feeling like you're on top of the world and your heart is full and your relationships are good like we're so changing all the time who is the real us who is the real freaking us what I love about art is that art is like a temporary translation of that current state it's not lasting. Whatever art you make in that moment that you're feeling that emotion, it doesn't mean you're going to be that person the rest of your entire life, but it was just for that moment. You allow it to do what it needs. You allow it to do what it needs. I have incredibly sad music that you guys are going to hear eventually where I feel really insecure and rejected and it's dark But the only way in those moments for me to have coped with feelings that were so intense was to externalize it, was to put it somewhere that was outside of me in a beautiful way. If I'm ever feeling insecure and really small, making that feeling into something beautiful suddenly kind of gives me this little satisfactory sensation in a way 
that it was worth it because I made something freaking beautiful out of it. It's songwriting has been such a good and positive way for me to cope with feeling small. That being said, I was nervous for a long time because I was scared that people would hear my music and it would make them sad. And I didn't want to spread sadness and I didn't want to spread negativity. But let me tell you something. If someone doesn't listen to your sad song, you better believe they're going to find someone else's sad song to help them cope, deal with, and feel heard with whatever they're going through at that time. So it's almost like, I don't know, I think music is sort of something that helps vessel our emotions into a more beautiful place and a more obvious place. Sometimes I need to sit down and just sob. And after I let myself do that, the feeling goes away. So the fact that I can help do that for other people with my music, not to say it's not all I'm going to off myself vibes. Not all of my music is that. But there are some really sad songs I'm going to put out there. And I was so in my head for a while about spreading negativity and this and that. And you know what? Fuck that. Because however I sound on this song or whatever I'm saying is exactly what I was feeling in that moment. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's as freaking dark and deep and horrendous as it goes. Does that make sense? I love saying it. I love saying it knowing it's the title. <laughs> um, now, are there, should there be some limits in terms of what we listen to? I am by no means a 24-7 sad girl. No means. Some means I am. <laughs> but by no means is it constantly sad music. I just love, I love emotions and music. Sad music tends to bring out emotions and a lot of people that are genuine and real and freaking gritty and that's why I love acoustic versions I love raw versions I love when people send me voice memos I love when I can feel the emotion like I'm a little slut for emotional music it does tend to be sad music a lot I have to have my limits because it's one thing to be really sad listen to a sad song cry it out listen to a few more, maybe listen to an album, (laughs) wake up the next day with a new perspective, okay? It's another thing to 24-7 have it on and just stay in that place. Maybe I'm in like an okay mood and I almost have the opportunity to improve my mood and I just go back to the sad music again. Like I would not prescribe it all the time. But I do love sad music. (laughs) And I did write a lot of it. I also wrote what I believe to be really positive, uplifting, and inspirational songs that are so beyond positive and uplifting and inspirational that they're extremely corny. And I don't care because I love corny. And I still listen to Hannah Montana every day. And I still listen to Miley Cyrus every day. Not that Miley's corny, but like old, old Miley. And it makes me feel so good. And I don't want that to die. I don't want that culture to die. We need our corny, inspirational, freaking pop. Like, we need it. Anyway, so 
Yes, I am currently living at my parents' house. I've been here for the last five or so months. Um, I got to a point in my life where my body physically was indicating that I needed to chill. Um, I was having like all these shoulder problems. I had to come home and get surgery. I was feeling extremely burnt out where I was. I knew I wanted to record my music, but I had no idea how I was going to make that transition when like I had a whole life essentially built for myself in Kansas City. Like I just didn't know. And then the shoulder stuff happened and my parents were like, come the fuck home. Let us take care of you. I'm so incredibly grateful um, to have parents like that. And so I've really gotten to rest and live an incredibly simple life these last five months. Not much of a social life. I talked to my coworker who I love and I love getting to know her. It's really reinvigorated my appreciation of jobs. <laughs> but there have been times in my life where I really have just been self-employed and doing my videography. And then there have been times in my life where I am like doing a a more random job that isn't necessarily related to like my aspirations long term, but it's it's really good temporarily. But I'm starting to like question that idea of temporarily because I'm like, if you can just put me places where I can meet new people and learn their stories and talk like forever, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I'm pretty happy. Like it, it isn't this whole fuck the system. I hate working thing anymore. It feels so good to supply that stability for myself it feels so good to get to know people who I've never met before I think that there are certain working conditions that can obviously make it extremely difficult to even socialize with the people around you so I definitely understand that I'm currently at a retail job um so it's pretty it's pretty easy and um the other jobs I've worked have included like serving retail I've literally done every job ever and I just learned so many so much shit about people that makes being there so enjoyable you know you know not that any job doesn't have its dull moments but I think that there's like there's a part we play and just figuring out how to be more present in a way while we're at these places um and to make them enjoyable so anyway so I have yeah been living a very simple life the last five months um saving up for my album um and just getting ready to freaking in two weeks, I'm literally packing up my car, packing up my car and driving eight hours to Virginia, where an incredible, incredible, beautiful, amazing human and producer I met about a year ago um, through social media. His name is Phineas Finestro on IG. Uh, this is where he lives. This is where his studio lives. And we have a ton planned I think a lot of it, though, is going to end up being just us flowing. And uh, it's important to have some sort of idea of what you're doing before you go and before you go into any project. I think structure is really important. But for the creative process, to a certain extent, at, at some point, you got to just let it go and just get the frick to it. Um, so, yeah, I'm about to take off for that. I say making this dream come true, and that is true. It's a dream that I'm making come true, but like, the bigger and more positive aspects of that have been actually the act of singing itself. So really emphasizing the importance of doing something that brings you that flow and that present state and that kind of being the dream itself in a way. So anyway, 
I will keep you guys looped into everything. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, Maybe more episodes further down the line will be more structured. (laughs) Okay, I love you guys so, so much. And I do genuinely mean that. If no one's told you today that they love you, I love you. I love you so much. There isn't enough love in this sentence for me to express how much I love you. So I just hope you can feel it through the mic. I hope you guys have a killer day or night, whatever you're doing. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you.